So there is never an empty box in the gift of Jesus. Where's Julian? There you are, that one's for free. There's never an empty box in the gift of Jesus. Thank you for doing that little um, children's talk, Julian. It's sometimes said that Christmas is all about the children. In fact, there was, a, there was, a, there was an article uh, on, in the Daily Mail um, a few weeks ago from uh, Cheryl, formerly Cole. I'm not quite sure what her surname is now. Does anybody know what Cheryl's surname is? She, I think she just goes by Cheryl now, apparently. Does she? It's like Prince or Squiggle. Um, she's kind of hit that point. Uh, she said this. She said about Christmas and about children, I love watching the magic in their little eyes. It's my favorite time of year. She continued, it's a nostalgic thing. I'm from a big family and Christmas was so magical when I was a kid. Now I live it vicariously through my nieces and nephews. I love watching the magic in their little eyes. There are always loads of kids around when we're all together for Christmas. I love watching cartoons and Christmas films with them. And that probably summarizes a fairly popular sentiment about Christmas, doesn't it? Christmas is magical for children, isn't it? All that unwrapping and stockings and excitement and everything. Well, I agree. I think that Christmas is all about, about children. But the children are not necessarily who we think they are. For the children upon whom Christmas is centered are those of us who put our faith in the newborn baby Jesus, King, Savior, and resurrected Lord. I want to focus on just uh, one or two verses from um, that reading in John's Gospel. Verse 12 and 13 say this, Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, the name of Jesus, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. So the scriptures are saying that we become children of God not by any automatic or natural process, the way the rest of us know that children are born, but by accepting, by receiving, by believing in Jesus. It can't be done to us. Our birth, if you like, is not something that we're just kind of passive recipients of. It's about our decision to respond in faith to the one who would become our true parent. We become children of God by adoption because he invites us to belong to him and we simply respond in faith. That's why St. Paul writes in Romans, the spirit that you received does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you received, the gift of God to us, brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. So yes, Christmas is all about children, but not just the young amongst us, rather all of us who would become children of God by adoption and grace. The peculiar paradox of Christmas is that Jesus, in a sense, adopts us through Mary and Joseph to be parents to him and to be children of God, to be the place where he will be raised and the context in which his unique vocation will be discerned and fulfilled, that's within Mary and Joseph, God adopts Mary and Joseph, and in a sense, all of us, to be parents of his eternal son. 
just as Mary made space within her very body for Jesus to grow and develop and be born, we are called to make space within our lives so that Jesus can grow into fullness within us, that in the fullness of time we may also become his children, children of God through our relationship to Jesus. It's this odd thing, isn't it, that we are we're called to be parents and children together, making space for Jesus to be born in us and through Jesus becoming children of God. This biblical adoption, the right to become children of God, has another dimension. For in the Roman Empire, in the time in which Jesus was born, adoption conferred all the legal rights and status of a biological family member. Indeed, in many cases, it was thought to be more profoundly meaningful And Roman aristocracy would carefully choose those that they adopted to ensure that they'd be fitting candidates to be heirs, to be part of their family, to be part of their lineage. It was almost even more special to be adopted into a family. I was recently adopted by the Haberdashers Company, one of the ancient uh, city livery companies. And in a sense, I think that they were kind of looking at my performance as a vicar and the sort of work that I do and looking to see whether I'd be a good person to have in their company, numbered amongst their ranks. Now, we all know what it's like to be judged on our performance, don't we? We all have some experience of that. And indeed, we make judgments based on performance about all kinds of things. We don't have to be terribly loyal to brands or products or friends or football teams if they don't measure up to our demands and desires. We make judgments based on the performance, whether something is satisfying our needs and desires or not, and then decide whether we want to stick with it or not. But to be adopted by God is to belong to him through thick and thin. Because God doesn't adopt us based on our performance. God doesn't look and assess us and say, will you be worthy of a place in my family? Have you lived up to my high standards? He doesn't look and say, are you clever enough? fashionable enough, bright enough, kind enough. He doesn't measure or evaluate our performance. God adopts us based on his love for us, his his character, which is loving. It's his will to be a parent to us that causes him to adopt us. Now think about it for a moment. Mary and Joseph were not subjected to any kind of test or evaluation before being entrusted with this special call, this special vocation to be the parents of Jesus. The angel Gabriel didn't come down and interview Mary to see whether she'd be a fitting teenage mother. He simply announced that she had been chosen. He didn't interview Joseph to see how he'd respond, whether he would do the right thing or not. He just said, this is what's going to happen. And of course, actually, what we see is that Mary and Joseph responded with obedience and faith. As the saying goes, God doesn't call the qualified, he qualifies the called. Those that God chooses, he enables to respond in faith and in obedience. When we are adopted to become children of God, it's not based on our performance, it's not based on anything we've done, it's based on God's love for us. So this Christmas, consider that you have been invited to become an adopted child of God, and all you need do to respond is place your trust in the newborn baby king. Receive him, believe in his name. 
Now, becoming a child of God doesn't mean that everything will be easy or straightforward, but it does mean that you will have the one true, constant, and loving parent that each of us deeply craves. For in the midst of the messiness of human life, you will have a God who walks with you, a God who will be father, brother, lover to you, a God who promises never to leave nor forsake you. It will not always look the way you expect. When Jesus is born within you, you will find your life being twisted and contorted into new shapes and uh, new sort of dimensions to make space for him. Just as every parent knows when a child is born in a family, your life, your, uh, your household has to make space for them. It has to accommodate and adapt and adjust to make space for a new child. So too when Jesus is born in us, our lives are changed. But indeed, when we become children of God, our lives are changed for the better. We are promised the Spirit of God who gives us peace and joy and hope and love. To perhaps gain a fresh perspective on this, let's watch a short nativity film which sums up what I want to say. I know it's no one's fault. It's no one's fault that someone is born with a, with a disability, but then you still feel like, but why did this happen to us? Welcome to all of you. Please take a seat. We want to now share a nativity treat. This story of Christmas, we tell it in rhyme. Some actors have lines while some of us mime. I was overwhelmed with grief uh, at the loss. I thought a beautiful baby has got Down syndrome and it's such a disaster. Meanwhile, great Caesar, Augustus in Rome, made a decree to return to your home. For Joseph, this ruling meant Bethlehem town. So they rode on their donkey all the way down. God didn't give me a straightforward answer of why this happened. It just took time for me to realize God's answer was, wasn't so much what was wrong with Levi as much as there was something wrong with the way I was thinking. Mary was speechless. She didn't know how these things could have happened, but still she bowed. I think of Mary, of all she goes through. It's not her plan, it's God's plan. She just goes with it. She's humble, she's calm, she's reassured by the fact that everything's going to be okay. For he has remembered me, his lowly servant. From now on, all the people will call me happy. He has brought down mighty kings from the throne and lift up the lowly. What we learned um, was that God was with us. God suffered with us and, um, and he gave us the most beautiful child and there was no reason for me to grieve or compare her or you know um, you know feel sorry for her you know, in my old view before she taught me I thought she would lack she's not lacking so gathered around that we baby boy all people are welcome and no heaven's joy from angels to donkeys from shepherds to king the little Lord Jesus God's welcome he brings. He came to our darkness from heaven above 
He stooped to the crib and the cross out of love. He shared in our weakness and weakness and mess, and still he embraced us nevertheless. If you're feeling rejected, excluded a stranger, remember the one who came down to the manger. your eyes. I'm just going to read those final two stanzas from the Nativity again. And then um, we're going to sing Silent Night as a response. He came to our darkness from heaven above. He stooped to the crib and the cross out of love. He shared in our weakness and meekness and mess and still he embraced us nevertheless. If you're feeling rejected, Excluded, a stranger, remember the one who came down to the manger. No one's left out by this God becomes small, so have a blessed Christmas, one and all. Would you like to stand? We're going to sing.